It's time for another LA Kings fan feedback show. As expected, we have lots of comments and questions about Quentin Byfield, and you may be surprised by what a lot of Kings fans had to say on this edition of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love for you to leave us a positive comment on Apple Podcasts if you're a fan of the show. And we're also on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. I'm Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked On LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the puck podcast it's a weekly nhl review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a passionate la kings fan for 30 years it is time for another kings fan feedback show we got a lot of questions and comments to get to so let's get right into it as usual we will start with the emails and we did have a lot of emails this week so i did have to do a little bit of editing on some of the content just for time so i hope all you guys who took the time to send an email will understand with that our first email Comes from Scott. He is in Simi Valley and he says, Hey, Eddie, congratulations on the one year anniversary. I guess it's fitting for you to now begin your show with a passionate LA Kings fan for 31 years instead of 30. Uh, whether you like the pick of Quentin Byfield over Tim Stutzler or not, we have our pick and need to be patient with Byfield. With that said, it's sometimes difficult. One of the areas QB has really done well in and is, his, is his board play. He's gotten quite good at digging the pucks out and just as often will have the puck roll off his stick, negating all the work to strip the puck in the first place. In short, his puck possession and stick handling skills have not been a strength. Another thing I'm hoping he'll improve on this season is shooting more often and his shooting percentage as well. He put up a paltry 4.1 percentage last season, which is near the basement for NHL forwards. Now a few thoughts on Arthur Kaliev and then a general question pertaining to all young players. Artie has a cannon of a one-timer, we all know that, but usually he scores goals when he's moving and finding loose pucks in traffic. I think most keepers are set and ready before he gets his hardest shots away, so I'm hoping he'll develop a quicker, less telegraphed release this season and continue to develop his skating and shot deceptiveness. I'm wondering, do NHL teams provide dedicated one-on-one -on -one coaches and trainers from outside the organization if necessary? in the offseason for young players who need development in certain areas, or are things so busy that it's left up to the player to sink or swim? I would imagine there are a lot of former NHL players whose coaching could speed up the development of young players. I think it's I think teams should provide this resource. Thanks for all the great shows this past year. Again, that was Scott in Simi Valley. It's a good question um, about the offseason stuff. Um I'm not 100% positive on it, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was language in the CBA between the players and the union where uh, players uh, probably don't have to be, I don't want to say that's not the right, I, I would say there's probably something that's dictated. During the season, there's a certain amount of time that uh, players have to dedicate to practice, to skating, to all those kinds of things. Um, it's been collectively bargained that, you know, in other words, you're not going to have practices for five hours a day or whatever there, you know, right. There's a certain amount of time, things like that. I wouldn't be surprised if that also dictates how much a team has the influence over players in the off season. In other words, you know, the, the union wants the players to have that time off. They don't want to continue to be coached. They don't want to continue to have, you know, schedules. It's their time to do with what they want. 
So I'm pretty sure that's the way it goes. I don't think the Kings can tell Arthur Kaliev, you need to practice two hours a day with this person or whatever. Uh, that having been said, I'm sure that um, trainers, strength and conditioning coaches, I'm sure they give the players, if they if they want it, uh, certain resources they can use in their off-season training. But I don't think it's, like I said, I don't think it's um, they have, have the ability to tell them to do this or to show up at the facility, things like that. I think it's pretty hands-off because I think, like I said, I think it's in the CBA about the amount of time that players have to be at their jobs, basically. But um, certainly the players have their own um, you know, off-season regiment. Um, they can certainly, I, I've certainly heard of players employing skating coaches to work on their skating. Uh, and again, there are other resources they can use getting trainers, personal trainers, not necessarily just team trainers, if they're more comfortable with that. I know there was a former NHL player named Gary Roberts who has become one of the better trainers now um, with NHL players and, and other uh, players as well, players who are developing, you know, prospects, things like that. So all those things are out there. But to ultimately answer your question, um, I don't believe that teams do or frankly can tell players what to do in the offseason. Now, you mentioned maybe offering things. They can offer things, uh, maybe connect them with certain things. But I, like I said, I, I think there's certain rules that teams have to follow. And it's so basically it's up to the players to if they want to work with personal uh, coaches, skating coaches, things like that, trainers. It's pretty much all up to them. Our next email comes from RJ in Long Beach, and he says he's everyday RJ. He says, I listen every day, and you know what that means? Yeah, yes, I do know what that means. That makes you an everydayer, although right now you're, I guess, an every other dayer, as we're doing the shows three days a week for the next month or so. Uh, RJ says, I want to say happy anniversary since you recently celebrated your one year as host of the show. I went back and listened to your first episodes, and I realized that coincidentally I started listening with your second episode, you have been a great host of Locked on LA Kings and become my favorite podcast. Uh, you're good at breaking down Kings news into bite-sized segments and making them coherent for listeners. Best of all, you have perspective, and I don't, and you don't get too excited or upset about anything uh, as far as the Kings wins or losses or trades or draft selections. It helps that you have covered the entire league. In fact, I now listen to your other podcast just to get a better idea of what other teams are up to. As for the Kings offseason moves, I agree with them wholeheartedly, although I do wonder if Blake could have gotten a better price in a couple of deals. As far as the players leaving, Velarde had a nice season last year, but health remains a concern, and it would have been hard to commit to him long-term. Kupari got pushed around in the playoffs last year. Dursey, Walker, Ayafalo, Peterson needed to be moved to clear cap space and also clear up the logjam holding other players back, like Clark and Spence players coming in include Gabrikov who played very well last year like you I thought it was a priority to bring him back and Louie returning from the championship teams uh P Luke Pierre Luc Dubois uh, doesn't appear to be the cancer that he was made out to be I don't blame him for wanting to play for a more competitive team while he's in his prime and I do think the door is now open for guys like Byfield Caliab Clark and Spence to step in and take on larger roles and who knows Maybe there'll even be room for guys like LaFerriere or Fagamo. Looking forward to the upcoming season. Having gone back and listened to your first podcast, I remember now that you were born in Hawaii. So let me sign off by saying aloha and mahalo nui loa. Well, uh, thank you as well, uh, RJ, for being an everyday. I appreciate it. Uh, and uh, mahalo to you as well. Um, so, uh, and also thanks for supporting my other podcast. Appreciate that. Uh, I think uh, as far as my personality um, I think it's pretty similar to how I am, you know, away from the show. I'm pretty even keel. Don't get too high, too low. Um, so maybe that 
serves me well. I'm not super reactionary, um, but I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that I don't get uh, upset uh, at times, uh, certainly when watching live games. Uh, you can ask my wife about that. Um, but I think also, frankly, as I've gotten older, I've probably mellowed a little bit more. Uh, and much as I am passionate about sports and I love it, and it's part of my job, obviously. It's Well, it is my job. Um, I think I've, I've done a better job at kind of letting things go a little bit. I don't hold on to uh, being upset uh, as much as I used to. But uh, every once in a while, every once in a while, you still have to have passion, right, if you're going to be a fan. Our next email comes from Steve Grogan in Orlando. He says, I'm still not the quarterback from the Patriots, but definitely a QB fan for the Kings. Uh, I feel that uh, Quentin Byfield is going to have a breakout season this year and help the Kings go all the way. Uh, the top three lines should be among the best in the league, and the probable fourth line with Grunstrom, Lewis, and Lazat should aggravate the hell out of anyone. As far as fun stuff to talk about, maybe ask your listeners to chime in on what the best Kings jersey of all time is and why it's the 2021 purple and gold reverse retro uh another thought i had was uh that uh, most la kings fans um what what's the most la kings fan thing you have done in your everyday life something not really hockey related but something you felt compelled to add to your fandom mine is the fact that i did my high school senior report on the history of the la kings going through each season and highlighting their journey to gretzky it was probably the best thing I've ever done in school. Just the thought, keep up the great work and go Kings go. Yeah, I, I asked if anybody had suggestions for some of the topics during this kind of slow period uh, in uh, the NHL season. Um, I, certainly, I hope uh, you're right about Quentin Byfield having a breakout year. I'm, I actually, you talk about being even keel. I actually think Quentin's still a couple seasons away from being the player that we all hope he turns into. Um, but we'll see. I would love for it to happen sooner rather than later, of course. Uh, as far as something Kings related in my life that isn't really kind of related to hockey, uh, the first thing that popped in my head is we have a new dog. Um, we now have, we have two dogs. Our, we had another dog that passed away a few months ago. And we waited a little while, but we now have a second dog. And uh, we were coming up with names for the dog. And I, I thought maybe Bailey, you know, the Kings mascot. Uh, my wife uh, came up with Herbie, which is... Uh, for her quarter, she's a huge LA Chargers fan. That's for uh, Justin Herbert, the quarterback. I actually liked Herbie a little bit better than Bailey, so we have gone with Herbie. But uh, in hindsight, maybe we should have called him Dewey because uh, he likes to yap a bit. As a matter of fact, I would not be shocked if you even heard him at some point in this episode because he is hanging out here uh, in the uh, in the office where I do the uh, the podcast. Uh, our next email comes from Ed in Temecula, and he says, "Thank you for your Byfield show." Uh, he says, first, happy to learn you're having a chance to do less shows for about a month. We listeners really appreciate your show. Uh, for the people so negative regarding Byfield, he seems injury prone, so comparable to Gabe Velarde. And another is Akil Thomas. They put him as a winger for the first time in his career, so he gets to learn to be a winger against NHL pros. He does well. Actually, in an interview with him, I heard him say that he was to learn the position to support Kopi and Kempe, uh, and that was the instructions of the coaches. I believe he did that very well, and I can remember when Kempe was a young hotshot, beginning his career, his first year playing with the Kings, he only had two goals and four assists in 25 games. Next year, he played 81 games, 16 goals, but was seriously ill with about a, uh, or he's talking about Byfield, also had a, a, got ill and had a fever uh, and an ankle injury. Uh, as far as suggestions about content or guests for the show, I think Nick Nixon would be a good guest, and some of the team developmental coaches would be entertaining, and he wraps it up with go kings go so yeah I, I think um some of the points ed brought up about quentin byfield 
yes, he's young. Uh, yes, he's had health issues. Yes, he's had to learn a new position as of late from going from center to, to wing. So there are all reasons why um, maybe his development has been a little bit slower than we all think or want it to be. Um, certainly nobody can guarantee what kind of player he's going to turn into, but I still think, and I've said it for a while, it's still way too early to make a definitive decision on what he is or what he isn't at this point. And I think everybody, I think everybody's pretty much on board with that. Uh, judging by all the comments we got uh, this week, frankly, um, as for Nick Nixon as a guest, I'd love to have him on. Um, certainly we'll reach out to him before the season starts and uh, see if that can happen. Um, you know, it certainly doesn't hurt to ask. And if he, if he says no thanks, then he says no thanks. But why not ask and see what he what he thinks? So, yes, Nick Nixon as a guest on the show. Absolutely. Uh, we are going to talk uh, more about Quentin Byfield and the Kings. And uh, we have more emails to read. We're going to get to your YouTube comments as well. And we'll do that in just a minute here on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. But I want to take a moment to invite you to check out FanDuel and the Major League Baseball season. Second half is in full swing. Uh, when you go to FanDuel, if you want to bet on baseball, you can get 10 times your first bet amount in a bonus bet up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks, and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200 you can spend on betting from everything from the money line to the over-under or who you think might hit the first home run of the game. It's all on an app that's super safe, secure, and easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There is no better place to bet on baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in a bonus bet. It's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Uh, let's get back to some emails. Uh, this one comes from uh, my sparring partner, Jim in Lakewood. Uh, he says, uh, thanks for carrying the torch all summer. It can't be easy. Glad to see Gabe Velarde got what he deserved and all and all. And we'll see how an eight year deal with an unproven asset will go. Kind of a diss to Adrian and others, if you ask me. But oh, well, eight years, I could see maybe three or four, but eight. Uh, can we please stop making excuses for Quentin Byfield? Nothing against the guy, but he sure hasn't shown as much to hold on to besides a shrug and a look of frustration every time he goes to the bench. Uh, regardless, I hope he and all the guys do well this year. Uh, one other thing last week, you said that quick was a two time Stanley cup winner. Actually, he's a three time Stanley cup winner in the meantime, go Kings go. And thanks again for keeping the hockey talk going all summer. Uh, well, uh, you might have noticed by Jim's comments. He's not a big fan of Pierre-Luc Dubois or the deal. Um, but first off the eight year deal, he wasn't going to sign for three or four years. So uh, eight years, and maybe you think that's too long. That's fine. But that was what, what it was going to take to sign him. So that's why it was what it was. Um, as far as him being unproven, uh, would you say that Adrian Kempe is unproven? My guess is no. Uh, and you're right. But did you know that Pierre-Luc Dubois has played 38 fewer games than Adrian Kempe in his NHL career? He has more assists. He has more points. He has more power play goals. And only two fewer even strength goals than Adrian Kempe. So he's not an unproven player. He's a proven player. Uh, as for Quentin Byfield, you call it excuses. Uh, I call it evidence that uh, he has had this supposed slow development, um, which really isn't all that unexpected given what everyone said about him when he was drafted. Um, we've talked about that for a while, but uh, as for Jonathan Quick, your boy, yes, he has three Stanley Cup titles now, but he... He really only has two. Let's be honest. He didn't even play for the Vegas Golden Knights. Come on. Is he really going to count that one? 
Uh, we have another Jim chiming in. This is Jim not in Lakewood. Uh, I don't know where this Jim is from. He says, uh, I've been a fan of the Kings since they started, played in the hockey community and watched it grow in the area until I had to quit after surgery at 63. Hockey is the best sport for a person that loves playing and competing with contact in your adult life. I'm newly retired and now can take time to pay deeper attention to my love for the LA Kings and hockey. I liked your podcast about Quentin Byfield. It was spot on in most of the details. Uh, my family is a family of tall Scots. Think Lanny McDonald, six foot four or five inches, 200 plus pounds. I do relate. Uh, I, I grew until I was 23 years old. Everyone's different in how they grow spurts, legs one at a time, then chest. Uh, it varies and can repeat growth areas. It also makes the body vulnerable. The brain too has to grow and needs to adjust to the differences in everything it controls. It's hard to put muscle weight on. I'm glad for Byfield that he has a team that takes its time. The Kings realized he needs it. Uh, you made a great comparison to the Buffalo player. Players like Quentin Byfield and Brant Clark must play against NHL players to improve. It's also a danger until they're fully developed physically to adjust to the leverage points and contact of and protection. Regardless, Tim Stutzla of Ottawa, I believe Rob Blake said the Kings development phase of the team was not looking for an NHL ready player. They're looking for a player that could help us replace Kopitar in the near future. Byfield fits with more of the team's plan. He's the future face of the franchise. I'm really looking forward to seeing Quinton's improvement in the coming seasons. Uh, well, Jim, as far as you talking about playing adult league hockey, I've been playing for 20 years or so. I absolutely love it. It's, it's a blast. I, I grew up uh, being a football player in high school and once I got done with high school, I didn't play in college. And I always was looking for something to kind of fill that void. And hockey really has fit the bill for me. Not only is it a lot of fun, but, you know, putting on the gear and then the, like the camaraderie before and after games in the locker room really takes took me back to my old high school days. So uh, I, I couldn't agree more that uh, playing adult league hockey is, is a really a lot of fun and helps you love the game a lot more. If you haven't gotten into it, uh, I would suggest it. It is a bit expensive, but uh I, I would say it's worth it if you can do it. Um, he says, I, I can't relate to what you said about being over six feet tall because I'm not. Um, so I'll take your word for it and and how a, a player has to kind of grow into their body. It makes sense. Um, and you're right. Uh, Quentin Byfield definitely needs to put on some more muscle, needs to kind of grow into his body. And hopefully that'll happen over the next couple of years. I do think you're right. I think they drafted him with the idea of him replacing Andre Kopitar at some point. I think the Kings have kind of hedged their bets a little bit with the Pierre-Luc Dubois trade. Uh, in case Quentin Byfield maybe doesn't work out. Um, but as we've said, the Kings were okay drafting a player who was going to develop and take a little bit longer. Um, and I, I do think ultimately they they felt that Quentin Byfield would be a better player than Tim Stutzla. Ultimately, that might not be the case. But as we've all talked about, uh, the comparison right now is not, I want to say it isn't fair, but Byfield still has some a ways to go and some growing to do, but we're all hopeful that he can turn into a very solid NHL player. Uh, at some point um we are going to get more into a couple of emails we still have your youtube comments to get to as well and an action-packed show here on lockdown la kings your team every day want to invite you to check out locked on nhl to stay up to date on everything going on around the league with debate and analysis on the latest news in the nhl that's locked on nhl on youtube and your favorite podcast app a couple more emails to get to. Uh, we got this from Tom Scully, Scully uh, in Saginaw Mission. Sorry about that, Tom. Uh, he says, what do you think about Salt Lake City getting an NHL team? 
Uh, also, speaking of Salt Lake City, do you know what number Trevor Lewis will wear this upcoming season? Uh, if you don't know, Trevor Lewis is a native of Salt Lake City. Um, from what I understand, the owner of the Utah Jazz is very much in favor of getting an NHL team in Salt Lake City, and he's got the arena for a team to play, and he wants to be the owner. So obviously that's a big deal and a big plus that you've got the arena and you've got the uh, potential owner. Um, I know that if there is expansion or maybe if the Arizona Coyotes eventually move, that Salt Lake City would seem to keep, be kind of a, um, a logical destination. Um, if there is expansion, I think Salt Lake City would be in the mix. Uh, I think cities like Houston, um, Portland, and they're even saying a third go at Atlanta is a possibility as well. So I think I think Salt Lake City is right in there. Um, as far as what number Trevor Lewis is going to wear, you may know he wore 22 with the Kings and most of his career. Um, but he did wear 23 once with Winnipeg. So Kevin Fiala is now wearing 22. I don't think Trevor Lewis will ask for it. Can't wear 23 because it's been retired. I, he broke into the NHL, you might not remember this, wearing 61. That was the first number he wore with the King. So maybe if this is him winding down his career back in LA, maybe he wears the, the number that he broke in with, with the Kings. I don't know. I haven't heard. Uh, Robert Clyte says, uh, hey, Eddie, as you know, I'm an everydayer here in Hawthorne. Uh, who is a diehard Kings fan. In my humble opinion, people aren't giving Quentin Byfield the same patience they gave Gabe Velarde. I hope that QB shuts down the naysayers this season because the support for him has not been welcoming, and it's a shame. Uh, keep up the good work, Eddie. And that was, again, from Robert. Um, I think, when look, Quentin Byfield, most of the criticism he's getting is because of where he was drafted. If you're a top three pick, then a lot there's a lot of expectations. And then when that third pick turns out to be the best player of the draft that the Kings could have had, I think people hold that against Quentin Byfield as well. So there's a difference between him and Gabe Lombardi as far as just the circumstances around where one was drafted and where wasn't. Uh, this comes from Mark Garcia in Downey. He says, how about an episode about the accolades of Dave Taylor? Maybe each king with a banner can get an episode. Uh, he says, glad you're getting some time off. Uh, Mark, I think that's a great idea. Um, I was thinking maybe for some upcoming shows, we would do um, kind of a player profile on a current king on a current Kings prospect and on a current or on, on a current Kings legend. So you'd have a current player, a future player perhaps, and then a player from the past. Uh, and I think Dave Taylor would be a great player to start with. So uh, we may do that on Monday, Mark. Thank you for the suggestion. Uh, and our final email comes from Brian in Mesa, Arizona. He says, what Kings Jersey would you like to add to your collection? Thanks for the great shows. Go Kings go. Um, I, as you, if you're watching the YouTube channel, I wear a lot of my Kings jerseys. Um, because you know, I, first of all, I, I have so many jerseys and I need to, to wear them. Uh, I go to a lot of games as a member of the media. You don't wear your hockey jerseys in the press box. So there's that, but I think if there's one that I'm missing from my collection, it's the Jersey that the Kings wear when they wear their, their Chrome helmets. Uh, it's the white Jersey with that Chevy logo. That's really super shiny, silver shiny, and it's got silver on the sleeves. I don't have that in my collection. I guess if I was going to get one Jersey that I don't have. I would pick that one, but I have, I have most of them, to be honest with you. Uh, let's get into some of the YouTube comments uh, and a lot on Quentin Byfield as well. This one comes from at beige JR. Uh, he or she says, firstly, no worries about the reduced shows. Obviously with the off season, there's only going to be so much going on unless there's a big time trade or a free agent announcement. So three shows a week is not a big deal. Ha I have been following this channel mid season, really enjoyed the content and all the interviews. Uh, you've been a great host thus far. Uh, secondly, I think while Byfield could have a course trajectory akin to Tage Thompson, I think realistically he won't reach those same heights. 
While I feel he will grow into being a fine player for the LA Kings, we probably won't see an astronomical leap from him in terms of his play on the ice. He firstly needs to prioritize staying healthy, whether injury or illness or otherwise. And for someone as tall as he is, he should be bulking up a bit to create more of an imposing figure for himself. We probably won't be talking about Byfield being a first-line center since we're expecting Dubois to take control of that once Kopitar retires, but he can solidify being the second-line overall top six forward in the coming years. The draft pick will have been a solid investment. Uh, I pretty much agree with everything you had to say there. Um, thanks for the support. Glad you liked the show. Um, and yeah, I, I do think that uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, like I said, kind of hedging their bets with Quentin Byfield, but if we have a great one-two punch in three or four years of Pierre-Luc Dubois and Quentin Byfield really kind of leading the team. I think we'll all be very happy with that. Uh, this one comes from Dominic Ephraim, 3088, who I know is an everydayer. He says, um, Quentin Byfield makes the first line better. The only thing I'm slightly concerned about is his own personal numbers. He's super young and he has a history of starting off slow before taking over the scoring lead as that team's best player. Still waiting for it to happen, though. Um, yeah, I think, like, again, I think it's fair to expect more numbers from Quentin Byfield. Um, if he plays on the top line most of the season and he's healthy most of the year, I will be completely stunned if he doesn't put up career numbers this season. Like, it's not, I may, may not explode into a 20 goal scorer, but I, I would fully expect to have career year uh, statistically from Quentin Byfield. Uh, this comes from TR Burns, 826. Says, Byfield's just 20 years old and has battled bad luck with illness and injury. He didn't come in with McDavid or Bedard expectations. Giving up on him at this age is silly. Unfortunately, Stutzle is making it look like the wrong decision uh, to draft him, especially if he's playing left wing. A QB should be plenty motivated to prove that he can meet the expectations this season with an expiring entry-level contract and playing first-line minutes. Do you see the flashes, or you do see the flashes, that blind pass on the Kopitar goal comes to mind, but results have to start taking place. It doesn't look good when your line mate scores 41 and you only net three. It's time for him to start proving the doubt is wrong, and I believe he will. Uh, well, I hope so. We'll see. It's going to be a pretty important year for him. Uh, and our, I think this is our final comment from the YouTube episode. This comes from Davey Young, 9484. He says, if Stutzler was a, a more now-ready player, why didn't the Kings pick him instead of picking Byfield, who's going to take six years or more to be a halfway decent player when the Kings were looking to win now, it doesn't make sense. And it looks like the Kings picked a dud and are just hoping that Byfield will be better in the future. I don't get it, Eddie. Uh, well, I, the Kings, as we talked about, uh, they picked Byfield over Stutzla because ultimately they thought he was going to be a better player. Um, now that hasn't turned out to be the case in the short term and may never turn out to be the case ultimately, but that's why they picked him. They were willing to let him grow and develop and ultimately felt like they'd have a better player. Plus, they center is a more important position than winger, and they went with the center over the winger. So there's there's that element of it. But um, yeah, I, I think that ultimately the, the Kings understood it was going to take a little bit more time and they were rebuilding at the time. Uh, so that was why they were willing to, to wait a little longer on Quentin Byfield because, like I said, ultimately they did feel that Byfield was going to be the better player. That may not be the case, but um, we do expect him to be ultimately an impact player for the Kings at some point down the line. Thank you, obviously, to everyone who has uh, chimed in this week, whether it was the emails or on the YouTube episodes. This episode, this show is not, we can't have it without your participation. So thank you to all who took the time to comment on the YouTube episodes or to send an email. It was greatly appreciated. We'll do it again next week. The email address is always lockedoneddy at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, lockedoneddy 
at gmail.com. And you can always post your comments in the YouTube channel as well. For you everydayers, those of you that listen and watch every day, although as we've mentioned, doing the Monday, Wednesday, Friday shows, you're kind of an every other dayer. But anyway, um, coming up on Monday, we'll have another player feature. We will do that uh, suggested uh, topic of uh, doing a feature on an old legend like a Dave Taylor. Wednesday, we'll have a special guest join us to talk about the Kings. And then, of course, on Friday, we'll have our another fan feedback show. Hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, would love you to stay connected with the show uh, by following us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at Locked on LA Kings. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you for listening and watching this episode of Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Have a great weekend. We will talk to you on Monday. And as always, go Kings go.